Hello, hi, I'm Zanzi, and welcome back to the Health from Zanzi podcast, episode 114, proudly brought to you by Health from Zanzi. I'm your host, Joe, and I'm so excited to walk this health and wellness journey with you. Remember, nothing is off limits. The 20th of October is declared Down Syndrome Awareness Day in South Africa, where we raise awareness about the condition. Did you know that one in 500 children are born with Down Syndrome in South Africa? That makes up less than 1% of our population. Dr. Nkateko Mnisi joins the discussion and highlights the impact of the condition, its prevalence, the misconceptions, and what our social responsibility and response ought to be so that we can cultivate an inclusive and safe environment for people with Down syndrome. Dr. Mnisi, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. And thank you so much for having us on Healthful Zanthi. Thank you to you for availing yourself. It's great to just sit down and talk about a topic I know that you are passionate about as well. But before we get into that, doctor, just tell us about what it is that you do and maybe just more about your focus as a pediatrician. My name is Dr. Ngata Gomnisi. I'm currently working in the pediatrics department in Limpopo. So it's a good setting of rural and urban. I work mm-hmm. both in Mangkwang and Bulukwani Hospital. I'm the first deputy president of the South African Medical Association Trade Union. I'm also mm-hmm. about uniting doctors in order to really advocate for quality healthcare in our lifetime here in South Africa, because I truly do believe that healthcare is not something that should be a privilege. It's a basic right, especially quality healthcare. So I hope Definitely. to be part of the voices that bring that change into our society. And thank you so much for what you are doing. I think that's a great way to get this conversation started. As we know, this week is World Down Syndrome Awareness Day. Let's start by defining the condition. First of all, what is it and how does it affect or impact the individual that has the condition? The 20th of October is Down Syndrome Day in South Africa. I believe it was declared by our former president, Nelson Mandela. And International Down Syndrome Day is in March. But this day in October is when us as South Africans commemorate Down Syndrome. So you ask, what is Down syndrome? There are a lot of other derogatory names that were previously used to term Down syndrome, which I won't speak of. Down syndrome in medical terms is also termed trisomy 21. So that's like you'll sometimes see in media them saying T21. So that's the medical or genetic term for Down syndrome. Worldwide, the statistics currently are that one in 700 live births are to Down syndrome babies. And in South Africa, one in 500. So it's less than 1% of the population. So what actually happens genetically? I mean, it goes back to a molecular level, but I want to explain it in a way that everyone can understand. So when we talk about chromosomes, it's 23 each. Um, I mean, we all have 46 chromosomes, hypothetically. Uh So we get half our genes from our mother and the other half from our father. When we go to when the egg and the sperm meet, if I may put it in that manner. So we get 23 from our mother, 23 from our father, and it comes together and forms us as people with 46. So there's many different steps in the genetic layout. And what happens in Down syndrome is you end up with 47 chromosomes. So you have an extra chromosome, if I may put it that way. So you have extra genetic material. 
And what happens is your extra genetic material, if analyzed it in the lab, is at number 21 in our chromosomes. So that's why it's called trisomy 21. So instead of having two, one from your father, one from your mother, you now have makeup where you've got um, three. So the trisomy is for three. Oh, so you okay. have an extra piece of genetic makeup. And that's what all people with Down syndrome have in common. There's a lot of myths that come with why you have Down syndrome. I think a lot of the times it's said that it's to older women or your mother should be old. Mm. I've heard that. So it's partially true, but it's not. Because I think I explained the fact that there's an extra genetic material. Yeah. And there's three types of way in which you can have this extra genetic makeup. So when you get older, sometimes the way your eggs mature is in a manner where it's more common to have extra makeup in one of your eggs as a woman. Okay. And it's mostly as you grow older. So indeed, chances do increase as you are older were you to have a child with Down syndrome. But there's also other ways or mechanisms in which it can happen. I don't think everybody needs to know, but I mean, I'm going to say it. Yeah. There's something called a translocation and there's something called a mosaic. So either sometimes in the genetic makeup, before you're fully formed, when the eggs are breaking up or even in the sperm, it can either come from your mother or your father. In some cases where there's a crossover of genetic material so that there's extra material on that 21 that we spoke about. Mostly in the younger parents, the genetic material or the extra information can come either from the father or the mother. Or you have something else when already the egg and the sperm have met, the genes have met. As the developing happens, extra material ends up on that particular area as well. That's what we call mosaicism. So one thing that's common in all children with Down syndrome is that the intellectual ability is not the same as the average person or okay. the IQ is not the same as the average person. The extent of that differs for every single Down syndrome. And that also depends on what happened in the genetic makeup or where the issues were and how you obtained the extra. So those are the mosaics are normally, they can even be in mainstream schools sometimes or highly intelligent, yeah. but it, it depends. And one of the other myths that also exists with Down syndrome is that if you have Down syndrome, it means you're going to die very young or, or, you know, yeah. things like that. So it is true that your life expectancy is decreased or is less if you have Down syndrome or you're living with Down syndrome, which I think is the correct term, because you're not defined by your Down syndrome, but you are living with Down syndrome. Do you have a decreased life expectancy? But with genetics and with the healthcare we have now, we are seeing people with Down syndrome live a lot longer than they were before. They reach adulthood and can even reach an elderly age. But it also depends on what other systems or what other factors in your body are also affected. As I said, with every individual who has Down syndrome, it does affect their intellectual ability, but it can also affect the heart condition. A lot of people with Down syndrome are born with heart conditions. Others may have problems with the metabolism and endocrine. To be specific, the thyroid may have a problem. But also any, many other systems are also involved. I'm just talking about what is more common in society. Yes. Obviously, when you're born with someone who has Down syndrome, those are the first things we also check to see what other complications you may have in your body that need to be treated and attended to. And with our screening systems and with so many things happening, the earlier we get on to what complications you have of Down syndrome, 
the better your life expectancy is. If you detect that early enough, there's a chance to address it and that just increases your chances at a longer life expectancy. Exactly. So also what I wanted to also just say is that with advances in medical care and all, we're even able to now detect or the technology in medicine has really increased to detect your chances of having a child with Down syndrome once you've already conceived. So while you're pregnant, we're actually able to conduct a number of tests that have become more sensitive than they were before in terms of checking whether or not your child may have Down syndrome. But we don't normally just screen for everybody. Would screen, obviously, if you have an increased chance, such as we spoke about an increased maternal age, so normally in mothers that are above 40 years, as well as if you've previously had a child with Down syndrome. Dr. Nisi, you mentioned a lot right now and really such a valuable contribution you made to the discussion. Is this condition more prevalent in some ethnic groups rather than others? I'm asking because this can also be a misconception. I'm so glad you asked that question, Joe. This is one of the conditions that is irrespective of your race or irrespective of other family matters you may have or other conditions in your family. The reality is Down syndrome has a prevalence that is equal in all race groups and throughout the world. And the reality of why we have this day to commemorate Down syndrome is often when people are born with a decreased intellectual ability or what is um, different from the norm. What we previously or traditionally had, we used to have children that were hid away in households who weren't allowed to be part of our society. And now we're increasing awareness. So people know that you may not have a normal IQ, but it doesn't mean that you should not live a holistic and wonderful yeah. life. You should not be part of our community and our society. No, you are. You are valuable. And because you have a child with Down syndrome, that shouldn't mean you should be ashamed. This is a way of integrating and sharing awareness about this condition. Because majority of people out there that have Down syndrome or children with Down syndrome are very young and they're young people in our society and we shouldn't label them or put any stigma to it. We need to support each other in this and also allow for these children to also flourish in our societies. It's also really important to commemorate this, to dispel the stigmas that are out there and also particular myths and also raise awareness. Lastly, Dr. Nisi, you spoke about supporting them and creating this space and community of inclusivity. How do we get to that? Is it education? You spoke about awareness, but what's the really practical thing that we have to do? Is it awareness at school? What do you think is that sort of link to get us to a space where we have an environment that is safe and inclusive? I'm not even sure where to start, Joe, because there's so many things we can do. And children with Down syndrome are not the only people we need to speak about, because I think I'd like to say about children with special needs as a whole. Number one, it's to educate the society. I think this platform is absolutely wonderful and the work you do should really be applauded. But also in our society, we need to raise awareness. Because often it's in our societies where we feel the stigma is growing the most or where it is. And this is where children with special needs are. And this is where these children need to be integrated. You know, the first point of entry. Yeah. It's definitely also putting things, topics like this as part of the curriculum. Unfortunately, we have life orientation, which is a prerequisite for everybody in school in South Africa. But I think programs like this really need to be put into play. Yeah. And community leaders in the different sectors need to also look at other ways in which we can do this. Because number one, 
in our communities we're living with them but also we all have a chance of possibly finding ourselves with children with down syndrome and it's something we need to be aware of yes and also um there's also social uh, social um development that support parents with down syndrome when i say this i mean there's particular grants for children with special needs such as the care dependency grant not everybody qualifies for it definitely depends what your household income is and your means testing but government is actually providing sites to assist those with special needs in different sectors those with physical and intellectual disabilities okay. such as those living with down syndrome so government is there to support us but we have so much work to do and having this we day do. commemorated and platforms like this is a wonderful first step but i don't have all the solutions and i think everybody for the community we should really have brainstorming sessions about yeah. how to better integrate people into our societies making our communities friendly for those with special needs people with down syndromes are just one small sector of this but i mean people with special needs we need to make sure can people move here freely uh when you talk about people on wheelchairs or with walking aids yeah. are roads safe for them have access to buildings do we yeah. have a society that friendly and inclusive for all people with special needs are some of the things that we actually need to talk about in our society openly thank you for joining this week's episode of the health from zanzi podcast for more on our down syndrome awareness chat check out healthfromzanzi.co.za now remember if you are in a medical jam or just curious about some health and wellness trends you can send an email to hello at healthfromzanzi.co.za or send a message to 0761320454 yeah we don't blue tick So there you have it girls and guys people living with down syndrome have the right to a full life which they too can enjoy access and operate in spaces in which they are included and protected be part of the collective effort be part of the awareness until next time keep well stay healthy signing out your girl joe